The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the CMO's Guide to the Post-COVID-19 SEO Landscape. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to publish an episode telling you what you need to know about the landscape of digital marketing and specifically SEO after the outbreak of COVID-19. Joining us for this episode is Doug Bell, who is the CMO of Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. Searchmetrics is the lead sponsor of this podcast, and we're excited to have Doug on the show today to talk to us a little bit about what he at Searchmetrics is seeing in terms of the digital marketing and the SEO landscape. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's my conversation with Doug Bell, CMO of Searchmetrics. Doug, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks, Ben. I never thought I'd be excited about a podcast where I describe the chaos period in a market. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the conversation. You know, <laughs> offline before this conversation, we were just talking about how challenging of a time this is for you know people personally, how it bleeds into their personal lives and their professional lives. I think it's worth saying that we're all going through this time of trouble together and it is challenging. Honestly, it's been anxiety-filled for me. It's been a challenge. It's mentally taxing First and foremost, you know, you're sitting in the catbird seat, uh, the head of the marketing team at Searchmetrics. How are you dealing with things? And, and, you know, what's life like sitting in the CMO chair today? It's really, it's interesting. And I have to say, Ben, it's, you really, you're of two minds. The first is, I think, to all my fellow CMOs out there, you're constantly curious. That's a big part of the reason that you're in your job. So you're able to step back and see all the things that are occurring, the economy, the decline in the Dow, 
you're being able to see the impact on your clients and customers. And it's fascinating to watch. And then at the same time, you have a business to run, right? And so that's why I'm glad we're getting a chance to talk today, Ben, because I feel like every one of us in the CMO community, especially if those of us in the digital marketing community are trying to find ways to help our teams and our companies manage through. I'm hoping I have some good feedback, but we're seeing some really, really interesting stuff here at Search Metrics. But I also would say, you know, talk to me tomorrow <laughs> because things are so fluid. <laughs> but we are finding ways to get organized and we are finding ways to think about the market rationally if it's even possible. It's such an irrational moment. But I'm of two minds. I'm fascinated to see this happening. At the same time, I'm also scrambling to make sure that we're doing the very best that we can for our customers and for the business. So I think on both the personal and professional front, I think that's a great answer. I don't know. Ask me tomorrow. There's a lot of uncertainty right now, and there's going to be fluctuations in terms of business performance, trajectory, managing your team, people dealing with this situation and having emotions as well. Let's focus a little bit more on what we're seeing in the marketplace, what you're getting in terms of raw data and an understanding of what's happening in the SEO landscape. Talk to me about what you're seeing and what are other CMOs likely to see as well? Yeah. Well, I mean, some of the stuff is obvious. I have a, you know, an ongoing good relationship with an analyst in the, in the community who I can tap into from time to time, who's generous and graceful enough to, to spend time with me. And so, you know, what I'm able to do is to not only look at our data, and there's tons of it, but also divine from speaking to him and what's happening in the marketplace. And the one clear thing that is happening, and it, it upsets and troubles me to hear it, but there's huge amounts of slashing going on with digital spend, which is really, really understandable. And I think as we dig into this conversation, Ben, it does represent opportunities for the CMOs that do have a capital position or do have the budget position to take advantage of that. So let's talk a little bit about that. Why is there such a slashing in digital spend specifically? You know, uh, chicken and egg a little bit. I have to say, we're seeing just almost immediate, like overnight shifts between which of our page search channels are working and which aren't. And so again, folks, this is just search metrics, but we're really seeing a big decline in our ability to drive net new business from Google PPC as an example, where Facebook has just been brilliant for us. Now, we repurposed content with repurposed offers. And the way that we're approaching things is very much in some of the ways that we talked to before we jumped on the podcast today, which is to be as empathetic as we can with our customers and to understand that they too are scrambling. And so our content is about the basics and really helping them manage through and make good decisions and to do so quickly. So what our reaction to this is to say, look, we have expertise and, and our job is to be a fellow human being to help you but we're not going to push the expertise in your face. If you're ready for it, we're here for you. But overall, I would say the big thing we're seeing both in terms of our numbers and we're hearing from the community is big slash in digital spend. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that there is an opportunity here when you think about digital spend. Most of the digital spend is in a marketplace. And when there's a marketplace and all of a sudden there is a dip in demand... Generally, that means that prices drop and there's still the same amount of supply, right? Facebook and Google still have relatively the same amount of impressions to be able to serve. So do you anticipate that the dip in spend is going to cause a lowering of CPCs in the performance marketing world? I do. I do. And look at your own numbers, folks. I, you know, you've got some areas where your CDRs are through the roof. They're out there. And in our case, it is where we're beginning to position content and advice that is about the basics. That's working extremely well. Look, people are not looking to jump in and make big 
capital commitments right now. They're just not. And that's very understandable. We're in the same place, right? We're, we're consumers of our own industry. In other words, we're a player in the SaaS industry, but we're also consuming SaaS software. And there are definitely a series of very, very, very strong software packages that in a normal economy, I would have absolutely signed up for, but I'm holding off. And so I think that's happening across the board. But if you have the opportunity to really provide what you at the core are good at, which you know, and I think all of us in the SaaS community are, have something to offer, if you can focus on that, I think you'll make it through. Now, the digital spending slash, I think we need to put it in the context then of how that's occurring across what I'll call self-organizing segments. And maybe we can dig in there, but I would just say, yes, there's opportunity as your fellow CMOs are slashing, there's some opportunities for spend. All right, so we're seeing that digital marketing budgets are being slashed. People are paying for less SaaS generally. Everybody is just like we said on the emotional side, hey, wait and see, ask me tomorrow. People are holding on to their budgets because they're not sure how long the economy is going to be depressed. We're waiting to see when the U.S. economy and the rest of the world's economy is going to be open for business again. You mentioned that there's a couple of different segments that you're seeing in terms of how businesses are performing or you alluded to it. Talk to me a little bit about how you're breaking up the landscapes in terms of the class of businesses. Right. I would highly suggest that our CMOs in the audience understand that segments are self-organizing right now. And, and so, you know, anytime I have a conversation with a fellow marketing leader, you can just see their brain switch over when you start talking about business to, well, gee, what part of the market are we talking about? And what part of the funnel are we talking about? What part of the user buyer's journey are we talking about? That's just, that's how we all think, right? Well, those things are all blown up right now. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Doug, you know, we worked on a project together at Searchmetrics when I first started right before you came on board and I sort of handed the mantle off of doing Searchmetrics' U.S. business's first customer segmentation. And to show everybody behind the curtain a little, we thought about SEO for e-commerce businesses, for media and publishing for healthcare, for agencies. Those were some of the big segments that we thought about, very much industry-based. Uh, now you're essentially looking at search metrics's segmentation in a different way. Talk to me about how you're thinking about who customers are these days. Right. And those were all correct segments up until, let's say, March 12th. 
And those continue to be the segments that we pour a lot of effort into, obviously. But the idea of a segment, right? If you think about it, a segment, simplest definition is it is a group of customers who share common interests where there's a clear boundary between themselves and another segment and they react to market stimulus in the same way, right? And so people will think e-commerce is an example or manufacturing or tech, right? In this case, what we're seeing is three segments that are self-organizing. The first new segment we're seeing is what we're calling the loving life segment. And these are businesses that are experiencing huge amounts of demand for their goods and services. And so a lot of this is kind of duh, right? So uh, Zoom... The face mask manufacturers. Yeah, exactly. Zoom or Caviar. For us as a client, as an example, Atlassian, you know, just huge amounts of demand suddenly. And so these companies are not out there pressing their digital spend advantage because their CTRs and their CDRs are through the roof, right? And so they're seeing unprecedented business. They're not paying attention to us because they shouldn't be, right? They are really busy trying to scale to meet demand. And so that's the first... I mean, I'm sure they're following us constantly, reading the blog and listening to this podcast, right? But for the most part, they're just looking to scale. It's the first segment we're seeing. So there's some businesses that are obviously positively affected by the change in lifestyle, the work from home community, the food delivery services, content businesses are probably doing well. So one segment is the, hey, businesses that all of a sudden are seeing this huge influx in demand and need to take advantage. So Doug, outside of that group who, hey, the COVID-19 outbreak is awful, but it's really helping our business. What are some of the other segments that you're seeing? Yeah. So the love and life segment, again, it's a segment we should pay attention to, but for the moment, they're about scale, right? Then there are two other segments we're seeing. The first is what I'll call the existentially challenged. And this is, you know, think about any business right now that's getting lined up in the US, especially for some sort of bailout, right? So think about travel, think about hospitality. These are businesses that we talked about, hey, the new normal is, you know, it depends on the day. These are folks that are just trying to continue to survive. We are seeing a lot of slashing of digital spending here, of course, among a lot of other things. Live entertainment's another one. Hey, the good news for you and me, the Eagles and the Cal Bears are not going to lose a game this entire season. <laughs> you know, I have to say, Ben, I think a part of our coping skills as people, especially sports fans, is that we always have that to go to. We don't have it. It's actually, yeah, it's quite hard. <laughs> it makes me miss my terrible sports teams <laughs> even more than I did before. Um, so that's the second. And I think we can all understand that segment. And so if we're out there trying to help that segment, it's very much just, hey, if you're looking to slash paid spend and you're looking to invest somewhere else, we can help you. But for the most part, these folks aren't paying attention either. So Doug, there's you know a balance here. There's businesses that are having exponential growth because of the lifestyle change. There's ones that are obviously impacted negatively. Their businesses are essentially shuttered for right now. There has to be some middle ground here. Talk to me about this third segment that you're seeing develop. Yeah, so you're talking about the Goldilocks segment, right? The bed is too small, it's too big, it's just right. So I call this the Goldilocks segment, and that's what we're calling the wise investors. And so generally speaking, these are e-commerce companies, and these are retailers that have made the transition, enough of the transition to online that they've got that part of the business functioning well, right? And so what's happening with these folks is we're still seeing slashing of digital spend, don't get me wrong, but it's not as aggressive as other categories. And what we're seeing is that what they're seeing as well, which is they've got certain categories overperforming, certain products, if you will, overperforming, and others that are just simply underperforming. And so they're sitting back, they're understanding that this too shall pass, 
They are not threatened existentially. The business is still high functioning. And what we're beginning to see from them is a really heavy focus on things like site optimization and content optimization. We're also seeing them organize around big blocks of new content. And I have to say, if anybody is poised to take advantage, this is the segment. Uh, They have the capital. They're holding back on it. I do think the e-commerce, the big players are going to get even bigger (laughs) and more dominant as a result of this. So Doug, as we think about these three different groups, you know, it's a logical segmentation, positively effective, negatively effective, and essentially a wait and see type community. Help me understand how big these groups are when you're out there talking to other CMOs, when Searchmetrics is doing their business development and their sales, you know, are you seeing 30, 30, 30? Is it 50, 25, 25? What's the segmentation or breakdown in terms of how large these segments are? Yeah. So Ben, it's roughly 10% is loving life. I think it's actually much lower than that. So let's say that's more like 5%, right? There are certainly tons of businesses out there that are benefiting. But when we pulled that list together, we took a look at it. It was rather small. So that's, let's say, 5% for that group. The existentially challenged is actually pretty large. It's around 25%, which is kind of scary. And then that wise investor segment. And this is, again, this is the B2B digital marketing space universe. If you're a manufacturer, this is probably not going to make a ton of sense for us. It does work. But the bulk of that market for us, that wise investor segment, the bulk of the market, sorry, is behind that wise investor segment. So roughly 70%. And good news for us is that's the bulk of our client base as well. So, you know, I think that's a good stopping point for today. We have these new identified segments that are relevant to really all businesses that are playing in the new digital world. And we're going to talk a little bit more tomorrow about what are some of the impacts that these segments have on digital marketing and also what are some of the SEO tactics that you can use to potentially reach them. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Doug Bell, CMO of Search Metrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you'd like to contact Doug, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is marketadvocate. Or you can visit his company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter. And my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. 
And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of my conversation with Doug Bell, CMO of Searchmetrics, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.